0: This is a Dalina University production. This Marianne Solberg, and she will talk about can we support the students' bildning in a way based higher education. And you have 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, um, I'm going to focus on uh, what academic bildning or dannelse, as we say in Norwegian bildung in German, uh, is and could be in Scandinavian higher education. And, of course, then uh, I'll try to say something about uh, what I mean academic building is and should be. And then I'll go into uh, uh, a methodology that is developed for written discussion in forum in an LMS. And I'll uh, particularly uh, look for uh, its potential for facilitating and supporting academic uh, building. Uh, And uh, to see how far can we come in terms of um, supporting the students this side of the students' uh, learning in uh, web based uh, education. And um, so I have uh, as you the previous speakers had to drop some of their intentions from the abstract, so I also had to do that. So I will not talk about uh, web conference systems and the role of those in this connection. Yeah, uh, so what is then um, uh, building or building in a Scandinavian University? And traditionally this has been um, characterized by research culture, I'd say. I don't know if you agree, but uh, we can hopefully have some discussion afterwards on that question. And the Scandinavian ideal of teaching is that it's supposed to be research-based teaching. And you could say that this is an ideal in many societies, not only in Scandinavian societies, not only in Scandinavian higher education. So anyhow then, when uh, into a study at university, we should expect initiation in research culture. If you are a student going into the university, this is what you uh, should expect. And then of course, uh, the question is, uh, is this also the ideal in online and off-campus flexible courses in higher education in Scandinavia today, actually? are we uh, kind of managing, are we able to rise to the ideals that we do have uh, in also our flexible courses? And um, my background for asking these questions is that I've been a teacher in online courses since 2004 and since 2008 I've been an advisor for those who are developing uh, for uh, staff who are developing flexible courses. So I've been on both of those sides. And uh, it was some of the experiences that I had as a, uh, as a teacher in introductory philosophy courses in online studies at the University of Tromsø that I started to, to look into these things. Because what I could see, I can see that uh, the texts, the essays that those students wrote were more kind of reproductive in style than those... Uh, essays that were written at our campus studies. And this, uh, uh, I think, is due to uh, the tradition in the uh, Norwegian universities uh, to uh, have uh, seminars with discussion. <coughs> so, uh, we wanted to recreate the, uh, try to recreate the rich seminar culture online. In order to avoid reproduction, because reproduction is not a sign of a well-built or uh, educated, well-educated scholar, uh, as far as, as we can see. So, um, what is then uh, academic bildung? I'd say, if I had to pick one uh, characteristic trait of the person who is academically bildat or academically done that, I'd say that. Academic building uh, is the ability and to think on your own, base, on your own, on basis of knowledge of the tradition. Um, so that is kind of the main characteristic, I would say. And I'd also say that without academic knowledge, there would be no academic learning. And then also uh, another trait of. Uh, is the more personal side, the personally acquired insight which then is more into the ethical and the existential uh, dimensions. So there is these two sides of the uh, concept of Bildung uh, as we have it from uh, uh, Germany 1800s and also back to the antiquity uh, Paideia. It's the, the uh, academic knowledge side and then also the personal side. So both of these have to be in place in order for somebody to be well academically educated, I'd say. So that is just a short, um, a short, on, uh, short note on what academic uh, building is, according to my view, at, at least. So um, how can we take care of this in our web-based uh, courses? And in general, uh, uh, we think that it's harder for the student to achieve autonomy and academic integrity through uh, courses that are purely online because uh, it's harder to see kind of how to, uh, you don't get as many cues and so on. I'll get more into that. But it's also uh, supposed to be harder for the student to acquire academic and subject specific culture And the student's needs for predictability, mandatory tasks, and structure in web-based education seems to point in the opposite direction uh, uh, to to building. So, um, my presupposition here is that acquisition and development of academic building is connected also to forms of learning. So uh, the question then soon becomes, as a teacher, are there specific forms of learning that can accommodate processes of building better than others? And of course, we all know that dialogue, discussion play an important role, and historically this has been kind of the main way to achieve these form of um, capabilities, these kinds of capabilities. So uh, then uh, we have a little background, and, um, and I'll uh, go through some of, the, uh, some of the experiences that we had when we tried to develop a methodology for written discussion in Forum. And uh, the Socratic dialogue is uh, a dialogue where you try to seek, you try to seek truth together. Uh, the participants are supposed to be sincere. There are supposed to be post-authentic questions. We are supposed to correct each other's errors, and we are supposed to be willing to be corrected when wrong. Uh, So this is the one form of dialogue that uh, we try to put into play in the uh, forum. And you also used role-play, kind of dialogue exercises, where participants are given specific points of view to argue for and defend against counter-arguments. Student groups of 20 to 25 students per teacher in each course, but, and they are together for one semester, four or five months. But when discussing, we split in groups of four to eight students. And then they have one discussion assignment per week for 10 weeks, and 75% of the assignments are mandatory. The teacher set up the groups, formulates the problems for discussion, and sets the frame for content for the content of the discussion. So this is kind of the the frames for the discussions. And usually uh, the first three weeks are spent to lay down the foundation for um, the participants to kind of develop the um, abilities needed in order to uh, discuss successfully online. So, typically the first week uh, the problem to be discussed uh, uh, it will be possible to answer uh, the problem uh, or to say something about the problem to be discussed just by drawing on one's own experiences and opinions. For example, what is justice? And that is easily uh, set into motion, those kinds of uh, very uh, open questions. And the main purpose then will be to make the students familiar with the format. In the second week, uh, the teacher will uh, give ex- an assignment, assignment with reference to texts, theories, concepts to be included in this discussion, questions to be answered, and specific demands then concerning content. And then in the third week, uh, the teacher will give some instructions related to form. Uh, you have to relate to each other's contributions. You have to answer questions. You have to give comments on others. Uh, You have to point out inconsistencies. You have to answer a challenge to inconsistency in your own arguments. Admit if you're proven wrong. Stick to the case. Do not attack the other person. These are some of the typical instructions related to form. So, um, this gives them three types of assignments. Uh, The first first type of assignment is uh, typically of the first week. It's an open, problem-oriented assignment. And then the next week uh, and then the next type of assignment will be uh, added. There will be added specific demands concerning content. And then the third type of assignment will be specific demands concerning content and then also form of the discussion. And then we uh, run either authentic Socratic dialogues or dialogue exercises, what we have called role play. So this is kind of the, the frame uh, that, we, that we have for, uh, for the discussions. So, what do we see? We, we have been running these courses since 2005. And we have been trying to improve our own way of working with, uh, with the students. And, um, and as, as ordinary, I, I mean, in campus education, we'll see that the kind of call chemistry or of the group will play quite an important part always. So sometimes a group will be very kind of uh, committing to each other and very committed to the, to the exercise, and some groups seem to be really hard to get going and there are of course all the same kinds of varieties in our online groups but um, when it comes to um, uh, our work on content and form uh, it's kind of the goal of this work that we have been doing as teachers is to enhance the academic quality of these discussions and then the ideals uh, is on the socratic dialogue the authentic dialogue form where you are willing to be uh, corrected by others. And the goal is that the student uh, should develop autonomy, a high level of mastery of both content and form. We want to avoid reproduction of others' voices. I mean the others' voices like typically the teacher in the video lecture or the textbooks. So the analysis of academic quality in discussion that we have been doing, um, it builds on a taxonomy for dialogue and teaching that is not specific for net mediated discussions, but there are three variables. The first is the dynamics, and the second is the, the professional or academic level of the arguments, and that is of course only possible to see for a philosophy teacher, <laughs> in order to see if it's uh, is this a high quality um, argument or not, and then again the level of reflection. So I um, will not. I'm not going to go into uh, the system that we used for the analysis. We had help from from uh, uh, professionals on the the, uh, the doing the, uh, the uh, analysis. But anyhow, the variables dynamics. It's about interaction between participants and we kind of look into, do participants really relate directly to each other or not? And and of course, that is not a quality sign in itself. It doesn't deal with quality. But still, it's quite important to have the feeling of being part of a discussion. And then there's the professional or academic level of the arguments. And then there's the exercise of content. Do you actually use the concepts? Do you make use of the the distinctions that you have learned about, and so on? Uh, Do you make use of theories uh, from the subject matter or not? And then the third variable, level of reflection, relates to the assignments in a, do the uh, the student relate to the assignment in a discursive manner? That is, are you able to take the assignment uh, uh, and make it your own? and to be able to turn it around, twist twist it around, and not only kind of um, follow the, uh, follow um, kind of the... Um, I'm not going to... How should I put this? Um, uh, you have to uh, be able to, to put it into your own words. Let me say it like that. And when it comes to uh, re- the way you relate to theory, um, uh, the way you relate to experiences and the way you relate to beliefs about facts, that is also uh, a part of the level of reflection. And if you're really uh, getting it going and getting the swing of it, then you will be able to let theory and empirically based beliefs inform each other. Then you will have quite a high level of reflection, uh, we'd say. So, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to the different types of assignments, we see that open problem-oriented assignments, those were the kind like what is justice, okay. uh, uh, that will give dynamical discussions where both the academic level of argument and the level of reflection are low. But the dynamics will be very good, of course, they will be very dynamical, those discussions. Uh, and then when you add uh, s- uh, co- uh, specific demands concerning content, then the academic level will be higher, but the participants use more theory and, so, and they, their contributions are more discursive, they are more analytical. But then again, uh, discussions are often quite stale. They put in large chunks, typically, the first, (laughs) this second week for Yeah, they put in large chunks of theory and so on. And then the third week, uh, when we uh, give uh, demands on form, uh, some still relate too directly to the assignments instead of relating to each other. uh, And dynamics still could have been better. But when then the same assignment later had been given in the form of role play to another group, the academic level of argument, uh, and also the level of reflection were still high and the dynamics were better. So it seems that the role play makes really kind of the best the best possible uh, uh, potential for having the kinds of discussions that we would like to have in these courses. Yes, so um, uh, it's important to keep up the dynamics and the academic level of arguments is, of course, for us as teachers, very important and so is the form kind of the level of reflection. And we think that these are all important for the students' learning outcome of discussions. And uh, so this means that we can kind of, um, depending on our goals for the students' learning, we can uh, make use of this threefold taxonomy and facilitate discussions in different ways for reaching different kinds of goals. If you want them to learn about discussion, what is a good form of an academic discussion, then you do it this way. If you're more into teach them as much philosophy as possible, do it this way. And if you're into just make them happy by letting them discuss something that they're really engaged with, make as open questions as possible. So, It seems that we have plenty of possibilities for facilitation and support of critical thinking and reflective judgment and thus academic building in uh, in, uh, written discussions in Putin. And so uh, we see that uh, the students may at the same time learn the basics of the subject matter. They can develop their own voice and also develop vital academic skills. So, and we also think that the ethical and the existential dimensions of education can be well pursued through authentic Socratic dialogue. So, it seems that this is the best we can achieve with uh, uh, discussions, written discussions in, in forum. And then again, we can ask uh, how far do we then come towards uh, fostering academic building? Uh, through only this method. And of course, there will be quite a lot lacking still, we think. Uh, the social interplay in the academic community uh, will be missing, in a sense. Uh, some parts of it will be missing. It's harder to achieve the experience of being initiated in a debating community of scientific authorities. And the power relations between professors, uh, you will not uh, see was really in charge here, <laughs> for example. Who merits? What merits? Uh, it's vital for understanding the values of the scientific community. And this is hard to achieve in, the, in the online courses, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, that's it. Thank you. <laughs>